0: American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Courtney. Of Maple Downs Senior Living Community. Hey, make sure that you check out Maple Downs Senior Living Community today. It's an independent living, but they do have available care in the community, and it's considered age in place. And it's a tremendous place to live. Please call Courtney today at four hundred ninety six sixty six with area code three one five. In front of it, that's 315-400-9666 for any questions and a heck of a lot more. And I got to tell you, at Maple Downs, it's an amazing place to be. Uh, maybe you're you know, worried about a, 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 an, old, uh, an older person, uh, a loved one, a family, a friend, whatever it might be. It's a great place, man. Three chef-prepared meals, homemade from scratch daily. Utilities are all included. Heat, hot water, electric cable TV, offering 200-plus channels and more. And, of course, care based on need as well. You're talking about engaging activity and fun, events calendar, minimum of five items to choose from daily, the game room, the library, so many things to do. It's an awesome place to be. Maple Downs Senior Living Community. Call my friend Courtney today and get your loved one into Maple Downs. 315 400 66 315-400-9666. Courtney of Maple Down Senior Living Community is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. All right, let's do it. I mean, we have one week left in the NFL, and before I give you my Week 18 preview, I, of course, have to go back to the week that was, and this is a... Recap of week 17 in the NFL, and I hate 17 games. I, really, I mean, I know we're going to get to 18 here soon, but it's just so frustrating. Um, and remember, just a little programming note. I'm not going to do these next year, these full week recaps and week previews. I'm going to kind of zero in on more of the, you know, bigger games and, and kind of do deep dives there and try to get more beat people on and this and that and the other to try to just, you know, kind of enhance the guest content and more. So we go all the way back, again, feels like a hundred years ago, right at the last week of 2023. We go all the way back to Cleveland over the Jets 37 to 20 on Thursday night. It continues to be the Joe Flacco air show. And if you're the Jets, you're going, oh man, what did we do? I mean, seriously, this guy wanted to play for the Jets. He wanted to back up Aaron Rodgers. He's hanging out, eating tortilla chips and drinking Coronas. And he had a 300 yard game again and three touchdowns. And they don't care if he throws a pick or two or three. He just simply gets it done. It's amazing what's going on with Joe Flacco um, on the one hand because he was just relaxing, but then yet again, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I've said it for a long time. You know, a lot of people want to say, well, you know, let's get rid of the excuses of, you know, coming in and just learning a playbook because look at Joe Flacco doing it. He's a little different than Tommy DeVito, a little different than Josh Dobbs, right? A little bit different than some of these other quarterbacks. He's Joe Flacco. I mean, he. there was a time for three or four years that nobody threw a better deep ball and a more accurate deep ball in the NFL than Joe Flacco. Cleveland right now has it all, and I would not want to play him. I'm telling you right now, they're 8-1 at home. There's a ferociousness. There's a belief. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, the offense, the Flacco thing, they got some magic going on in that dog pound right now. Cleveland beats up on the Jets 37-20. to Cowboys beat the Lions 20-19. to The refs were terrible in this game, but even... Worse probably was Mike McCarthy. I mean, he tried to lose this game for the Dallas Cowboys. He really did. Uh, you can question Dan Campbell and the decision all you want to not, you know, kick it and go for the tie and all the rest. Um, you know, I, I I can see both sides. I really can. I probably would have would have been smarter there. Um, but Mike McCarthy even, I mean, the first quarter, I mean, what is he trying to do? You know, get, get his team behind four, five, eight balls here? I mean, the second down throw. I mean, so many decisions. Game managing all this guy. And this I mean, it's the end of December and January. This is what they do. This is why I've been telling people all year long, I don't trust this team. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, I don't trust them. C.D. Lamb, however, continues to ball, by the way. My goodness. 227 yards and a touchdown with 13 receptions. Buffalo Bills nip the Patriots, and now we're on to the Sunday games. 27 to 21 Look, it was a close game, and they ran it more than they passed it, really, uh, you know, or at least tried to, and Josh Allen was terrible in this game. He missed guys high, he missed guys low, he was awful. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happened with the next stinger. Apparently, he couldn't drive himself home, um, you know, and, and he should not have been, let's face it, I mean, if the Bills had taken care of business in this game early, Josh Allen probably wouldn't have been in the game, you know, late, right? I mean, let's face it. He he wouldn't have been in the game late because in a blowout situation, you can rest your starters. But instead, Allen's got to pick up huge, huge chunk yardage to just win the football game. You know, the Bills had, what, four early turnovers in this game. They got two picks from Razul Douglas. He batted a ball early and and Ed Oliver caught it. Uh, They strip a ball and get it, right? I mean, all these turnovers and the Buffalo Bills could not do really anything with them. And they're only up at halftime by six points, You know, they're up 20 to 14, and you're going, you have got to be kidding me. Against inferior opponents again, another situation. I mean, they barely beat the Patriots this time. They lost to the Patriots before, lost to the Broncos, 12 men on the field, and lost to the Jets. You know, if the Bills had a couple more wins against inferior teams, they'd have the one seed. Seriously, I know the Ravens are having a really great year and they're elite, but holy cow, I mean, Buffalo, what are you doing in this game? And you know, Sean McDermott probably liked it this way, right? Like, oh, they're going to talk about in the media that I am won another close game, and, you know, we were able to run the football 127 yards, although they didn't really run it like they had against KC and especially Dallas. Um, but they still had 127 yards, rah, rah, right? Two touchdowns from you know, QB1, right? But Allen was awful through the air. This might have been his worst game of the year. Um, but the Bills pulled it out, and, you know, they've won a bunch of games now here. They've made this stretch, and to think that they're going into Miami... With a chance to win the AFC East, um, you know when they were at five and five, it, it, it's kind of stunning. There's people out there who think, "Oh, well, they're playing their best football." But are they? Just because they're winning games, are they playing their best football? And eh. the best football they played was the beginning of the year. And it's funny, the ground game has taken over the pass game. And when they have the pass game and Allen's going crazy and they look amazing and they're blowing teams out and the air show and digs and D- it's so. Much more fun to watch. And they're winning more games at 13-3. and When they have the ground game and Allen looks a little shaky, it's uh uh-oh, Josh, uh uh-oh this, uh uh-oh that, and the Bills win. So it's like, I don't know what to think anymore, right? I mean, do you want the other version? I guess we have to wait to the playoffs, right? Because if they're going to win in the playoffs, no matter what, who cares if they have more ground game than passing game? What happens if the Bills beat the Dolphins and they host a playoff game and they win that playoff game and the Ravens stumble and the Bills... It all goes through Orchard Park because it will be the two seed, right? What happens if that takes place, right? Do you really care as a Bills fan? I'm a Bills fan. I don't care. Get it done. Win it. I don't care how the Bills ever win a Super Bowl if they ever do. But, like, it's such a conundrum. Like, where do we, where are our emotions right now as a Bills fan, right? Do we want that high octane, crazy offense that can score 35 and puts the game in no doubt? Or do you want it this way, where you get defensive turnovers, and you have a little bit of Josh, and you have that one sparkling drive, which my God, did they, right? I mean, that one sparkling drive, where the Bills, you know, in the third quarter, they go eight plays, 75 yards. It seems like that's the exact Josh Allen drive, right? Eight, nine, 10, or 11, or 12 plays, 75 yards, every time. There's always one of those. Sometimes there's two in a game. But when they win, they get one of them at least. And it is a thing of beauty, right? Right? There's always still that one unbelievable throw. That teardrop from Allen to Dalton Kincaid in this game, right? There's still that. But the explosive offense of Josh Allen doing his thing with Diggs and Davis and all the where is that, right? Where you have a ground game that gets about 80 to 90 yards and QB1 runs maybe 30 of those yards. Do you want that offense or do you want this offense? Allen struggles a little bit more of a ground game. Allen throws a pick. You still get the one great drive. The defense succeeds, you win close. I, it's such a weird place to be for the Bills. Either way, they get it done, 27-21 to 21 for Buffalo. I thought a lot of defensive players came to play. I mean, Ed Oliver was crazy good in this game again. Uh, Poyer was phenomenal in this game. Dotson, great. Taron Johnson's always there for you, right? Uh, Daquan Jones came back and played a million snaps in this game. Terrell Bernard, are you kidding me with the two sacks, right? Like, phenomenal, phenomenal play, Right? Uh, Christian Benford with a strip. That was a great play. So the Bills get it done. We'll see what happens. You know, the scenarios uh playing into the playoffs right now. You win the AFC game against the AFC East game against Miami in Miami. You're the two seed to win the division. Uh you can still lose and have you know, if if the Steelers and Jags lose this week, uh, you know, Buffalo still makes the playoffs and uh and they would um, get in against uh KC and go to Arrowhead. Uh, they lose one of those, and they go to uh, you know to Miami. So um, you know, or I, I I should say, if they lose if they lose and then they get one of those teams to lose, uh, I think they go to Miami as a seventh seed. So uh, anyway, another close one for the Bills. Thirty seven seventeen Bears over the Falcons. Justin Fields unbelievable. Made more plays. Bears made more plays. And I don't know. Like I said a million times, I would not give up on this guy. DJ Moore. He's starting to to get some major chemistry with him well over, um, you know, 100 a, a, a yards uh, for him, 159 yards and a touchdown. I would get more help, and I would keep Justin Fields. I'm telling you, Falcons continue to be the Falcons. Wow, what a pathetic franchise. I, I guess I just am really disappointed in Arthur Smith. I mean, I thought he'd do more. Um, I picked them to win the division. Um, you know, they, they they get B. John Robinson. Uh, they've got some high flyers, weapons on offense. I, I just, you know, bad division, opportunity to win it. Um I just, man, alive. They got to get a quarterback. They, there's no doubt about it. Because you've got, I mean, you have Tyler Algier, Drake London, and B. John Robinson. That should be enough to score some points. And the inconsistencies, the inconsistent use of B. John by Arthur Smith, who's supposedly this offensive genius, and he's, oh, we're going to tread water with Desmond Ritter. Then they go Taylor Heineke. They're up and down, back and forth. They got to get a quarterback. And if they get one, do they need to get a head coach? You know, I mean, can he figure it out if they get a big time quarterback in this draft? I don't know, man. I don't know, seven and nine, middle of the pack, maybe a little bit upper uh, middle of the pack drafting. I, you know, I I don't know. They got to get they got to get an arm. That's you know, that's all there is to it, man. That's all there is to it. And then Arthur Smith is he going to be able to to work with it? Because he really disappointed me this year with his usage of offensive weapons. So maybe it doesn't matter if you get a much better quarterback in there. They need though an elite quarterback to mask. A lot of deficiencies. Maybe they need a new head coach too. I don't know. Speaking of head coaches, Shane Steichen has the Colts nine and seven. You have to be kidding me. Victory is theirs, twenty three to twenty. Jonathan Taylor starting to look like that. Jonathan Taylor, hey, eh? almost hundred yards in this game and a touchdown. Colts all three phases all year. That's the bottom line. That's the story to tell. Gardner Minshew and company. I-, I just they keep they keep winning. They keep staying steady. They don't make mistakes. Um, Shane Steichen, offensive mind. Just an unbelievable year for the Colts, really. Rams go into the Meadowlands and beat the Giants 26-25. You cannot keep Williams and Nakua down on offense. Kyron Williams, three touchdowns running all over the place in big-time spots. The Rams are 9-7, and Sean McVay, another spectacular coaching job this season. Cardinals go into Philly and win 35-31. I mean, a comedy of errors. For the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to love watching James Conner run all over the place though, 128 yards and a touchdown for him. James Conner is a tremendous story across the board, fighting back from the cancer and all the rest, multiple teams, uh, adversity his entire life, both on and off the field, and this guy gets it done. He's one of the toughest players in the NFL. And I loved watching him and covering his career at Pittsburgh. This dude can really, really make a difference on a football team. And I got to be honest with you. I know they're 4-12. and 12. I think the Cardinals have some mojo. I think they've got it with Connor. I think maybe Dorich here. Um, Dorich, the, the wide receiver and Murray, looked really good since he came back from the ACL. So, you know, they got a new coaching staff, a new regime. They've got a little different belief there. They were in a lot of games this year. Um, you know, you go into Philly and win. I know the Eagles are down, but come on. I think the Cardinals have a a pretty bright 2024 ahead of them. And oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts looked awful again. The defense still looking terrible again. They cannot scheme and game plan to get AJ Brown the football whatsoever. I mean, Shane Steichen's in Indianapolis, right? We talk about this all the time. I have to say that between Jalen Hurts struggling to make decisions and checkdowns, he had a bad pick in this game too, and the defense their inability to get off the field on third down, giving up big plays, awful tackling and awful in space. The Eagles are not a Super Bowl contender right now for me. They're not. Are they going to figure it out in one week? To me right now, 11 and 5, I don't know. Maybe this is who they are, right? And maybe this is also the worst 11 and 5 team I've ever seen. Maybe. Maybe they are. I'd have to dig, you know, deep into the history books, but wow, brutal. Talk about brutal. I mean, just an awful loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I mean, I thought they were rolling. They let the New Orleans Saints come in there and push him around physically. Yikes. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I might go a couple more years of Baker because of a weak division. You get into the NFC, you never know what could happen. But I do know what is going to happen if you're going to keep Baker Mayfield around. You might not be able to get over that hump because he's still going to throw those two picks, isn't he? And he did it in this game. And the Buccaneers just simply got pushed around by the Saints. The 49ers, 27-10 to 10 winners at Washington. It took them a while to get going. They were down at half, 13-3, to and then they scored 14 in the second half to win it. And it wasn't an explosive game. I thought they were going to win by a lot more than this, but then the offense got going and it was typical, just methodical Brock Purdy, Mitchell, Ayuk. The offense, um, what an unbelievable job by Purdy to avoid the sack rolling right and finding Ayuk you know, for that touchdown. And When you look at the 49ers and their second half drives, It was like, okay, let's get back to basics here a little bit. And man, did they milk the clock. I mean, oh my goodness. Those two drives were for over 12 minutes and both ended in touchdowns. That third quarter drive was unreal. I mean, they went 83 yards over seven plus. Ridiculous. And they went over five and a half in the fourth quarter over 95 yards. So those two drives really sucked the wind out of Washington when they had the lead Maybe they had a chance to win. it. I'm sorry, San Francisco was up 13 to 10 at the half, only by three. Washington was not up uh, at the half, but um, once once the 49ers got the ball and they milked. I mean, seven minute drives are are, are enough to go okay. I mean, that's that, that's that's going that's gonna take you out, right? A seven minute drive. I mean, that's half of a quarter, man, for one drive. Unbelievable. Mitchell McCaffrey, you know the deal, man. Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle. We've been watching this team all year long. Brock Purdy, MVP candidate. San Francisco treat, man. Home field advantage in the one seed in the NFC. Jaguars beat the Panthers 26-0. Jacksonville will see what happens in Week 18 to uh, try to make the playoffs. Isn't it amazing when you get Travis Etienne going? Oh, by the way, thank you for doing so a couple weeks after I've been bounced from the fantasy playoffs. Unbelievable. He's the key to the offense. I've said it all year. 100-yard game for him and two touchdowns. What a wonderful world when you're a Jaguars fan watching Travis Etienne be the difference maker in this game. No Trevor Lawrence of course with Bethard in there at quarterback, but honestly I could beat the Panthers at quarterback. Jacksonville, they sacked the Panthers 26 to nothing. Baltimore Ravens 56 to 19 winners over the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's getting cold. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins playing great elite teams. Ugh. Another awful showing by Miami and this game was over probably at halftime. 28-13, to 13, but it was the psyche. It was the look. It was the punching in the mouth. It was the home field advantage. It was Lamar. I mean, Lamar Jackson had five touchdowns in this game. Miami secondary couldn't do anything. Xavier uh, Howard gets carted off in this game. We've now found out that Bradley Chubb is now out for the year with an ACL for Miami. Uh, they're starting to fall apart here a little bit, folks, at the end of the year, like many people predicted. Now they host Buffalo. We'll see if they can kind of get it together in that game. But again, the turnovers... Tua throws two picks. Uh, you know, that first checkdown, right? We've we say it all the time. If Tua doesn't get the first look, he's dead. And he didn't get the first look. Tyreek Hill wasn't a factor. Um, Miami looks like a lot different team right now, don't they? Then they did a few, you know, weeks ago and talk about 11 and 5. I mean, do they look like an 11 and 5 team? I mean, Philadelphia doesn't Miami doesn't. Still a little time. Eh, a week to figure it out. I think Miami's better than Philly though. I'll tell you that. I really do. Still time to figure it out. Miami's going to the playoffs. Philly's going to the playoffs, but uh, man, against great two elite teams. And by the way, there are two elite teams now in the NFL. You know, I always talk about that separation. Two of them. Baltimore and San Francisco. And Baltimore pounded San Fran. I mean, what what did they win uh, the last two weeks by, what did I hear, 51 points combined? Wow. Against San Fran and Miami. That's some impressive stuff out of the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson right now front runner for the MVP. Texans 26-3, winners over the Titans. The Steelers beat the Seahawks on the road 30-23. What a win for Pittsburgh, and they got the offense going in this game. Najee Harris was a big reason why. And once they had Najee Harris going, and once they started to really force Seattle out in space, Mason Rudolph was hitting people, and he only had six incompletions. He looked absolutely tremendous. Throwing darts to George Pickens, throwing darts to Deontay Johnson, And you know what? Pickens is maddening. Gabe Davis, these kind of players, Travis ATM, they're maddening because it's either the system that doesn't get him going, or then they do get him going, or they just have that one great game every seven, eight weeks. They just show up. They are maddening to watch, and they're brutal to have on your fantasy team. I've had Pickens a few times. He's brutal. I will never draft him ever again. I will never pick him ever again. He's just, he's so maddening, you know? But for this week, again, in open space, pushed around, physicality. They didn't make mistakes. Pittsburgh used some of their own playbook and some of the Seattle playbook. Did they not? Right? They got a a fumble recovery in this game. I mean, you know, um, Pittsburgh, you know, again, Mike Tomlin, until they get an elite quarterback, they're never going to win a Super Bowl again. But Mike Tomlin, who I think I still would get rid of him just because I think you got to change the philosophy there if you're going to try to win a Super Bowl. But as I've said, if you don't, you're always going to be just kind of in it, aren't you? You're going to be that 9-7, 10-7, right? That that kind of team, nine and eight, right? Eleven and eleven and six. You know, you're going to be in it. You're going to be around the playoffs every year with Mike Tomlin. He is a great coach. I still think the Chargers make a lot of sense. But uh yeah, the Steelers, man, they're in that playoff place again. It's remarkable. I have three more games to recap. Coming up after this on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our good friends at Rosie's Corner. Stop by this week at Rosie's, if you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 and Burton, for Fish Friday. Three games to go. Let's recap them quick. Broncos 16-9 winners over the Chargers. In this game, Had a little stidham. little stidham. And I think that Denver probably looking at him, maybe guiding the offense next year until they find their next, hopefully, for Bronco fans, elite quarterback. But Jared Stidham it looked a little bit more open, didn't it? That offense, and uh, Jordan Humphrey with an unbelievable effort on that fifty yard, uh, fifty four yard touchdown. And the Chargers just again, just a disastrous season, five and eleven. Herbert gets hurt, fire the head coach, fire the GM. They got a lot of problems there. They got to get somebody in there with football ops. They got to get a real head coach. Because you can't waste Justin Herbert. You just can't. Chiefs 25-17 winners over the Bengals. A slop fest at Arrowhead. Neither of these teams wanted this game. Kansas City clinches the AFC West, holding off the Bengals in the final minutes. The star of the game for me was Pacheco for the Chiefs. I mean, they had to have a guy come out in a gots to have a game and perform offensively. And it was Pacheco. And they got him at the right time because Mahomes was awful again. Players were dropping balls. I mean, the, the pass that Mahomes threw the left to Kelsey, it was so low. I mean, this was an ugly, ugly win for Kansas City. You want to talk about a team that doesn't look 10-6 as well? Kansas City. Sometimes you look the part. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> I'm telling you. Philly, Miami, and Kansas City do not look like what their record is, you know? Sometimes you are what your record says. You are. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you're not that record. I'm telling you. Packers 33-10 winners over the Minnesota Vikings, and this game complete blowout, man. And Jordan Love, I mean, give this dude credit. I mean, he has really had a nice year overall. I mean, Jordan Love, he was 256 yards and three touchdowns in this game. 24-33, super efficient, great balance, right? Passing it, running it. Even Bo Melton shows up out of nowhere. I have no idea who Bo Melton is. Six catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. He's a seventh round pick out of Rutgers. I love week 17 and week 18 in the NFL. Because all of these injuries and all of these different circumstances and all the desperation in certain spots, you just have a guy and you go, okay, we need you today. And because you're a professional athlete and because you work your tail off and because you're given an opportunity and you're fighting adversity and you want to show it to the world, these guys come out of nowhere in the last two, three, four weeks of the season. It happens every year. And Bo Melton was that guy for the Green Bay Packers. How good was this defense? For the Green Bay Packers in this game, they were suffocating. Nick Mullins is terrible anyway, but they were suffocating. They really were. Four sacks, they were all over the place. Great tackling and all the rest. This Packer team, you know what? They're kind of going in with a little bit of mojo here, right? They're going in with a little oomph. And Jordan Love, yo, my man has 30 TDs this year. 3,800 plus yards and 30 touchdowns with a 61.5 QBR. I mean, if I'm a Packer fan, I'm feeling it right now with Jordan Love. I'm feeling it. He had a couple of, you know, down moments on the roller coaster ride. I'm feeling it if I'm a Packer fan. I'm like, maybe we really got something here. And I'm not saying he's gonna be Farver Rogers, but holy hell, man. Seriously. Like maybe, 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 right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you got something there. Green Bay. Green Bay, man, eight and eight. Trying to squeak in there. And that's your week 17 recap. In the NFL, brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub. Stop by all 2024, before and after all the big events in central New York for the best darn Angus burger in town. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Stanley Law Offices, a proud ML Sports Platter title sponsor. Hey, make sure that you go with Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.